BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What the hell's going on out here? It's Quick Snaps. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. With Kostaki Economopoulos. I got some jokes, you know how we do. And Aaron Hodges. Do you know I tried out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Playoffs? We're going to see how it feels. Can't wait. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Quick Snaps. It's been a minute, and uh, we're happy to have you back with us. I'm Kostaki Economopoulos, and my uh, partner in crime over there, I'll let him introduce himself. Oh, very gracious of you. I'm Aaron Hodges. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoying their summer so far and all the NFL off-season news and happenings. There's been a lot of it, right? Yeah, it feels like it. I, I kind of, once in a while, I turn on the NFL Network, catch up on stuff around the league. Yeah, man. I'm heading away to the family trip here soon. We're going to Greece and uh, and briefly London and Paris as well. So we wanted to get one more podcast in before that happened. And we'll probably talk to you over the summer as well. But uh, it's been an interesting spring. And my gigs recently have been interesting. I've done a lot of self-produced shows the last, I don't know, last couple of months. I've had an unusually big percentage of those kind of gigs. Oh, my goodness. It's the full range. It's crazy how big the swings are. What's going on <laughs> Crea- out there? Creatively and financially. I, I kind, you kind of know intellectually when you build a show yourself or you're a part of a, of a process that builds a show in a place where there isn't usually comedy, uh, you know, the results are dramatically, you know, it could be anything. Some nights you're literally counting money at the end like it's a rock show in the 80s and you can't believe how great it is. And some nights you look around and you go, where the fuck is everybody? And I, you know, I accept that as sort of the, the premise of doing a self-produced show. But last week was really, it, it was amazing, the range. I did four shows, four cities, four nights, right? I flew into Detroit and out of Detroit. You rent the car and return the car to the same place so they don't screw you on the drop fee. And you do a big circle of driving around, you know? I'll work backwards from the least interesting. I did, <laughs> I did, uh, Basically a benefit show for a charity organization in Indiana on the Saturday. And it was nice. It was a weird venue that had tons of character. And I had to get on one of those old-fashioned 
operated uh, elevators to go up to the fourth floor, and it's a, it's a it's an old blues club Wait, thing that's in. So this. take me through that. What's an old fashioned elevator look like? You know, like like that guy has to operate it, and it's open and big, and it's like a you close the gate, you know, and, and you can see the walls as you go by. Like it's uh-huh. it's like a really old school elevator. Okay. And that show was fine. That people were fine, and it was, it, it, there was nothing to really complain about. It was nothing fantastic. It was a cool venue, and I was glad I did it. And uh, the people were nice. And then I did uh, Kalamazoo. The promotion was weird, and the numbers were terrible, but the crowd was so good, and it was such a pleasure. Like a cozy space with my fans, and it was great. They were pretty rowdy the other- in there. It was almost like a Kalamazoo, huh? Huh? <laughs> it's like a it was like pandemonium in there. <laughs> that is the most Dr. Seuss sounding city of all time. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh Demonte Demonte Kazee is the most uh Dr. Seuss sounding NFL player and Kalamazoo is the most Dr. Seuss sounding. <laughs> it's up in the tree with Demonte Kazee. I do comedy um, in Kalamazoo. I do, I do. Uh, now the other two were astounding one was actually not technically a self-produced show it was a it was a book show it doesn't really matter where it is i don't want to trash the place but it was just a collection of the worst possible ingredients it was at a casino and the show was like the best kept secret in the history of comedy like i tried to get a digital uh you know, like a screenshot of anything about the show just to promote on social media. It could not be found on their website or anywhere else. And even in the showroom, there's no sign. Nobody knows there's a comedy show there. And in a weird little room in the back of the place, it's basically a sports bar and they do comedy shows in there and there's no cover charge. And so, and there's a really high ceiling. And so, you know, there were about six people who knew me and came to see me on purpose. And there were maybe another 10 or 12 people who knew there was a comedy show over there on purpose. And the rest of them were just in there at a sports bar eating and hammered and talking. Did they turn the TVs off? They did do that. Okay. But there was a the main table, like in the center of the room was about 12 white-haired guys who were hammered out of their minds. And they literally, like, five of them had their backs to me. Like, they just sat at a table talking. And they were literally screaming at each other so they could not be interrupted by my show, which was about 10 feet away. Yeah, can we just make a have a broader discussion on that kind of dynamic real quick in a, in a <laughs> sure. comedy club? Because, you know, I had a show recently, and it was... Uh, it was sold out, and people really liked it. It was about 70 people in Tom's River, New Jersey. And uh, I kind of went to the back of the room to, to watch the comics, and it was a pretty big room as far as comedy clubs go, so it was deep. This group of ladies were pretty far from the stage where like the comics probably couldn't hear them talk, but the other audience members heard them talking, and they were oh, talking yeah. like full throated conversations for I'm not even kidding five minutes at a clip I think if I had done more than the first show there if I had been at this venue before I might have said something but I just kind of like let it go this time I'm just wondering like 
I think I'm going to get to the point where I start yelling at those people. Yeah, you got to. Right? And I, yeah, you have to. It's because it's... Because it ru- it's ruining the experience I, for everyone. Right. And that's what I said to those guys. I go, look, you don't understand this because you're not comedy fans. You didn't even come here to see me. This is during the show, like a half an hour in. I finally just snapped. Oh, man. And I go... I go, look, this is not a fucking band bar. If you're talking and there's a band playing, it's still a song. But if you're talking during comedy, you're killing the moment and you're and it's not comedy anymore. And that's I mean, that's such a simple concept. But when you're drunk and you wind up in a place where you don't give a shit about the show, you know, you can't put all that together. They don't know any better. And so the, somebody in the house has to police that at some level. They don't have to do a perfect job, but you can't let that happen the whole show. Yeah, that's that's an awful scenario when the comic has to do it from the stage. Yeah, and it's and they, I ultimately shame them into kind of quieting down, but it was too late. I mean, it was like chaos because it, it spreads like wildfire too. Once there's talking in the show, sort of becomes the second thing that's happening in the room then it opens the door for everybody to talk and sort of blow it off and now it's a thing that's happening in the background instead of an engaged experience which comedy requires (laughs) and i and i've 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 been spoiled like the last whatever seven-ish years i don't do those kind of shows anymore you know like in the old days i did them a lot and it and I forgot how demoralizing it is to be on stage very close to somebody who doesn't care that you're doing anything near them. Right. It's it's painful. And I actually said to him, I go, well, look, just whatever it is that I'm doing up here, even you have to see that I'm a human, like have some fucking humanity. I'm a human being trying to do a thing. You can't be polite near me. You Like, what are you doing? What is the matter with you? Like, it was... Ugh, it was so dumb. And I gave myself the pep talk that I wasn't going to care about the show because I could see. <laughs> you already knew it was a disaster. I, I could see the other two acts were going on and they were just plowing through and no one gave a shit. Yeah, and yeah. They actually did pretty well. The MC in particular handled the horrific situation pretty well. And I was like, don't let this get to you. The money's good. You're never going to be here again. There's not that many people here. Nobody gives a shit. This is going to be over in 45 minutes. You can go play poker and enjoy your night. You know, forget this. This even happened. Right. Sure enough, like a half hour in of being tortured by this situation, I just fucking couldn't do it anymore. And I, I just fucking laid into those guys. Is part of that like stick it up for the little guys in front of you as well? Yes, in this case, it wasn't as much as it has been in the past. In fact, I thought about that immediately because the last time I had a horrific show, I went on stage mad because they were shitty to the guy in front of me. This time, I wasn't... They weren't actively shitty. They were just clueless and rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was more that the situation was bad, plus these 12 guys were getting out of hand. You know, I was like, this is the worst Last Supper ever. You know, I, was, I did a, I did all those kind of jokes to try to survive, you know. And eventually they served them food and I shamed them enough that they kind of stopped yelling at each other. Oh, man. All of, my, but, all know, of these the, disciples are Judas. 
But the show, right? But the show is terrible. Like it was bad, top to bottom. And at the end, I was, it was just I had a little of that like uh, Bill Burr in my head, where I just was just like, I am fucking doing my time, so nobody can pay me less than they owe me. And I'm just like, sh- I'm I'm basically doing all of my jokes at two x speed and volume, and just plowing through them. It was. It was sad. It was a sad comedy experience. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. So two days later, I'm in Sullivan, Illinois, and I've worked everywhere. I've never even heard of Sullivan, Illinois. A little mom and pop place. It's a coffee and wine bar, and they also do picture frames. Like it, 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 like in one of those old school little communities where there's like a town hall in the middle of the thing. And... It was like you just described. It was like it was like 65, 60 people pretty much packed, like sold out, tiny little room that they rejiggered in order to have a comedy show in there. And I did 100 minutes, and I had no intro. And I got there early, and they let me go in the back and sleep on this weird little bed they had in the back where they do the frames to kind of like rest my head because I drove a lot that day. And they couldn't have been any nicer. And the crowd was amazing. And it was just like, it was exactly the opposite of the casino show where every beat, they were hanging on every word. And it was a pleasure to talk to them. I was better. They were better. At the end, they stood up and people couldn't wait to come talk to me after. It was just, it was such an incredibly wonderful, creative comedy experience. It was so fun. And it was just a real little mom and pop place in a tiny little town. I opened with like three, four, five minutes just about the town. Because like it's one little square and they had two Mexican restaurants. <laughs> I was like, this town's thriving. You need two Mexican restaurants to keep up with the demand. And, the, you know, they, they all laugh. This is their town. Like, I can't believe you even have two Mexicans in Sullivan, Illinois. Uh. <laughs> Like I did, there's Amish around, and they had a they had a brick and mortar video store that had a tanning bed in it. I was like, that's a good business model in 1987. How is that place still there? You know, like it just like all of the experience was great. I, I wish comedy was that all the time. Yeah. So that's my life, dude. Uh, I I do those, and there's a there's a lot of range. This is the life basically, you chose. Basically, that trip. Three shows were a pleasure. Two were solid. One was out of the park, amazing. And one was a nightmare. That's actually a pretty good ratio you know, in life. If you can. I know. I feel like we just wasted 10 minutes of you bitching for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah, the conclusion this... I thought you were going to arrive at. I would have saved so much money on therapy. <laughs> It's not wasted ten minutes. That's uh, that's one hundred and eighty bucks in my pocket. <laughs> it's all about perspective. <laughs> anytime, man. I, I got an ear for you. Anytime, you know. Uh, <laughs> I just i I think it's interesting for the listener to hear the process of what it is to be a comic. And you know, in the meantime, I'm driving all over creation. And some nights I have a hotel room booked, and some nights I don't. And I got to figure it out and figure out where to go. And by the way, uh, totally as a side note. My 10-year-old a couple of weeks ago said to me, how did you guys get to where you were going before GPS? Right. Like, wow. Yeah. It's like, what a great question. It wasn't too long ago we were using maps. 
It really wasn't. I had a big Rand McNally map. It was like a big deal to have a good map. Yep. And you would call ahead and get directions to the place, uh. which were invariably bad. And uh, you had to leave some time because sometimes they, the guy who tells you how to get there doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. All that's over. It's amazing that that's a little slice of life that's over forever. Back in the day when you had a good map, <laughs> chicks would want to date you. <laughs> you had to pay attention and get off at exit 77 and then turn right at the McDonald's. And <laughs> those were the directions. And then go down to the third left and take a left onto Mulberry or whatever. Like you had to write all this shit down. It's a different time. People forget that. It's a different time. This kid has no idea. She'll never see a roll of film. She might. Never she might. A... You have a photographer in the family. That's true. That's true. But, you know, that won't be a part of her regular existence. She won't have cassette tapes. Or... She she is weirdly interested in records, which I don't understand. Oh, but... That's cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good, man. You know, not, not too many complaints over here. Trying to, you know, I got a lot going on between the the business and trying to uh, sell our house and find a new one. And also, there's an apartment in the city. So, there's a lot going on here. So, um, so you're definitely selling the house? Yeah, we're definitely selling the house. Wow. Yep. Little projects and bigger projects that we have to do to to get it ready to go but i think by the end of the summer we'll probably be we'll probably have some some new uh digs so looking forward to it man it's gonna be a good move it's gonna be closer to uh the beach closer to my family and then we're kind of like splitting our time between down there in uh like jersey shore and alex found an apartment with some people that were kind of sharing in brooklyn so, oh, that's fascinating. So you're going to have a foot in both worlds. It's going to be insane, but it just might work. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So, Can I do one shitty ball-busting uh, dude move right now? Fuck, why are you going to be a dick, man? <laughs> when, when there's an above-ground pool, is that a net gain or loss for the house value? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on... Uh, where the prospective buyer is on the white trash scale. <laughs> I mean, for me moving in, it was a big bonus. So I'm pretty high on the trash scale. So that's hilarious, man. Yeah, I really don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't know either, though. I, but I was, I actually really liked your house. And I, because I was coming from New York, especially, I was like, I was so envious of the space and you have like this man cave area and a backyard. I was just like, oh, I was, you and I had the opposite sort of digs at the time. Yeah. And so I was envious of the parts that I was missing when I came to visit your place. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. So you're going to go, how far will you be from the city then? You're going down, How you're not going down the shore, you're going closer to the shore? We're going to be pretty close. Um yeah, it's the, I don't know, we don't have the house yet, but the area we're looking is like Tom's River area, if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah, that's way down there. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So, uh, somewhere around there, good hour plus drive to get in.
to the city. So okay. It's interesting because it is going to be a whole nother way of life in a new chapter here. It's like, I don't know how we're actually going <laughs> to make this work, but we both think that it will work. So <laughs> it'll be like, I don't know, three days in the city and then four days back in Jersey. And then I, so I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but it'll be interesting. I, yeah, I'm interested. I think that's kind of that's a cool, bold choice. I kind of dig that. I don't, I don't know if that's sustainable forever, but that seems like a great adventure for a while. I, I like that idea. I, I don't think it is either. I'm whispering because Alex is within earshot. <laughs> well, I didn't. I, I think it's. Don't let her listen to this podcast. I think, I, it's, I, I think it's a year to two year experiment. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, worst case. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So we'll see. Cool. She's still digging uh, being at Sirius? Yeah, yeah, she's doing well, man. She's hosting uh, on the, the Sirius XM Pop 2K channel. It's like oh, cool. 2000s pop music, so she's got a cool shift on there now. And, nice. Uh, she's liking that. She's doing, still doing the acting things. She's in a play tonight, actually, that I'm going to. So. Oh, yeah. I saw that on social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well. Enjoy that. Give her a hug from me on that. Yeah. How's everything That's in cool. uh, your world? Chris as well? Yeah, we're good. She's been working her butt off doing, trying to make some money the last few days. And uh, I'm running around with the kiddo, a little extra. It's nice. You know, California life is... It's The weather is so good. Uh, even when it's bad, it's good. You know, like people are bitching about how bad the weather's been this spring. Because it's like high of 65 you know <laughs> it's cold in the morning it's great it's no humidity there's not really bugs and you know california life is pretty good i just wish we weren't in la <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I, I would i think i'd love it out there um i could see us being there at some point but i don't know but it's very intriguing yeah, I, 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 I've always hated L.A., so I'm just trying to embrace the California parts of it. And I, I've done a good job at that. I, I like it. I finally had some friends over to the fire pit. We had about eight, nine, ten comics come over and hang out on a Monday night. It was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Well, that was your place uh, where I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah, that's our yard. That's how we ended up at this place. The yard kind of sold us this we're in this uh, thing that has about eight uh, townhouse units and two of them have a private yard and one of them was available when we were looking. So it doesn't have air conditioning or a dishwasher, which is weird. And there's a couple other things I wish this place had, but the yard is amazing and the neighborhood is super cool and we're walkable to this great street and uh, I like it here. It's good. It's good. It's definitely good with the dog to have the yard. In the in New York, like he's got a pee means I got to put on a scarf and boots and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and here, I just open the door and go get a glass of water. And by the time I finish my water, he's back at the door again, and he comes back in. Like, it's so easy. <laughs> and then you know, twice a week, I run around the yard and pick up the poop. That's my job. Good old gooch. <laughs> All right, let's talk some football, man. All right. I have, I have two subjects I think we should discuss briefly. Okay. One is, 
Who are your favorite teams going into this season? Oh, okay. Uh, right off the bat, I mean, the Browns. Yes! The Browns, They're my top sure. four or five. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with the Giants. They're always going to be the top dog, but sometimes I hate them. Uh, <laughs> so I'll just go with the other teams. This is a good question. I like the Browns this year. I'm excited to see what they do. Um <sighs> I'll be a, a bit of a Jets fan. Don't want to see what Le'Veon Bell does there. Steelers are also a interesting. A Jets fan? Just barely. That, just barely. I, I did not see that coming. Just, All right. Just that surprised barely. me. Barely. I'm still going to. I'm not questioning fun. you. I'm just surprised. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs. Love the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. I might be just about done. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think that sums it up. Yeah, you 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 took my two. Uh, I'm Falcons always, and then there's a big drop off to second place, and it's it's Browns and Chiefs and Rams. I think it's kind of a three way tie for second. I, I like all those teams; they're fun to watch. Um, they got good storylines. It from an intriguing point of view, I'm interested to see if the Ravens are a real thing. Like, can you? Can you succeed with an NFL team with that style of quarterback? Well, and it, will he improve enough to be a difference maker in terms of throwing the ball? Because right now he's just another – he's like another running back who has occasional gadget play throws. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating. I kind of I hope it works because I think it's fun to see a different thing. Uh, but I don't. I kind of in my heart, I don't think it will long run. Yeah, I mean, it's been proven that it does work. It's just a question of how long. Yeah, but it's it, it, as the rules evolve in the modern NFL. There's definitely more and more weight put on the the Mahomes kind of fun flinging all over the yard style, and he's the opposite of that. He's just a, he's like a electric running back. I don't know. Like Michael Vick had a great arm. He wasn't a very good decision maker, but he was a a freaky good thrower of the football also. Oh, God. You brought him up, and I was trying to think of who this was that, that did this, and I think it was him. Um, because D'Angelo Russell for, from the uh, Brooklyn Nets recently pulled a, a thing where he tried to get some weed through the airport in a water bottle or an iced tea bottle. Didn't Vick do that, too? Yeah, that's I think that's on the album. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an old joke. I've been doing that a long time. So dumb. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. These these knuckleheads. They have such good opportunity. Just don't screw it up. It's not that hard to not screw it up, is it? You're rich, you bro. Go buy weed wherever you land. Right. Have a guy. You can't be handling the weed yourself. You have a posse. What are they there for? <laughs> Get a weed guy. <laughs> Get a weed guy. That's right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think there's there's interesting stories all over the NFL, I think. Even if you don't like the yes. team, almost every single team has some kind of interesting angle to, to pay attention to to see how it plans out. Well, except for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. I, it's a, I'm so engaged by the whole thing, the story arcs and the player movement and the draft and the, 
you know, the guys that come and go and, I, you know, injuries and coaches move to somewhere else. Like Bruce Arians, is he going to be great in Tampa? Is that going to work out? Is, is, is Jameis Winston going to stick as a major thing? I mean, this is probably a make-or-break year for him. What about Mariota? Is he? Is this his last real chance? Who the, I felt like he was on the precipice of stardom a couple years ago. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. They brought in Tannehill. Tannehill's breathing down his neck now. <laughs> that's not good when Ryan Tannehill is going gonna, is gonna to oust you from your job. Yeah, that just didn't feel right. As soon as you said it, <laughs> um, so you better watch out. Case Keenum's gonna get you. Yeah, right. I know that's exactly. But I, I, there's some stats like Tannehill's actually. You know, he's way better than we think he is in terms of numbers. Like if you look at the numbers, I don't know if I buy that. I think Mariota's the better quarterback, but I don't know. I mean, he's definitely not. He's definitely not achieved the level of uh, success that we expect from him. You know, Tannehill will probably have a chance to prove himself once again because Mariota can't stay on the field. So I'm sure we'll see right. Tannehill, but that doesn't excite me at all. That I'm not. Ex- yeah, I think not excited about anything. Uh, Titans don't care. <laughs> uh, Colts are the Colts a fluke? Can they do it again? I think the Colts are. I think the Colts are for real. I put them in the top. 12, 15 teams. Yeah. Right? Uh, no. Probably. Andrew Luck's for real. If his injury is behind him for, for good, then then they're they're for real. Yeah. I I think it remains to be seen. Okay. Andrew Luck is a good segue to this. Yes. Uh, I, again, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I saw some crazy stat about uh, fastest to – most yards in the first three or four years of their careers or something. And, and uh, Matt Ryan was on that list in NFL history. It was like, you know. And so I was thinking, like, how many quarterbacks are there that you would rather have on your team if you're building a team than Matt Ryan? I think it's a pretty short list. Well, you're biased. Of course. Um, of course. Hmm. So Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. That might be it. Wow, really? Well, those are the only two I'm sure of without debating it further. I need a qualifier here. (laughs) What do we want from these quarterbacks? One season? Right, that's fair. fair. Because if it's one season, then you got to put Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Or is it five seasons? Right. I th- I think five seasons because you're you're building a team. That in my head that was the question. Yeah. All right. I I think Andrew Luck would be on that short list. He he could be ahead of Matt Ryan. But if it's five years, then the Breezes and the Bradys fall off the list. But then there's going to be right? some young guns that might eclipse them. They might, but but right now you wouldn't put Baker Mayfield ahead of Matt Ryan. I would. Right? I love Baker. I would put him above. You of him. you would put him above Matt Ryan. Yeah. I'm a be- Super Bowl. I'm a believer. Uh, it's too early. Patrick Mahomes? Yes. I think I'm going to grant you Mahomes based on what we saw. Although he's only done it for one year. He's he's the truth. <laughs> I think so too. But we don't know for sure. 
And we definitely don't know that about Baker, although he had a really good one year as well. But the list is pretty I'm gonna, short. I'm going to grant you Mahomes ahead of Ryan, but not Mayfield. How about that? Listen, you have your list. I have mine. All right. What about <laughs> Wentz? No. What about Cam Newton? Or No. Um, I take Ru- further down the I take Russell. Yeah. I'll take Russell before Ryan. Um, and then there's a whole sea of like the next tier, all these Stafford and Trubisky, and there's like a giant mountain of those guys, right? Yeah, like I think I think Trubisky is a good example of a guy that in a five year span might eclipse Ryan at some point. No, nah, I don't think so. He might. I mean, yes, you you might be right, but I, I my guess is no. Um, yeah, okay. So who? So then, the, the who do you got? You got your Rogers and your Russell, and then you're gonna put Mahomes. What about Roethlisberger? No. Okay. He's about to be done, and he's gonna be exposed this year. Two best players are gone. Yep. I think I would. I would prefer Andrew Luck. It hurts me a little bit to say that. Over, I'm yeah. Put, yeah I'm going to put I'm going to put Luck and Mahomes ahead of him. Okay. But it's close. All right. And then he's ahead of everybody else. So he's number five on my list for the next few years. So if, so you don't count the Brady and the Breeze because they're old. <laughs> and we're almost done with them. Thank God on both counts. They're hanging on way longer than uh, a lot of people hoped. Your team drafted a quarterback from Duke. I didn't even know Duke had a football team. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Thought it was just all rapists. Wow. <laughs> that's that's not fair. Apologies to Duke. That's that's not fair. <laughs> that's good clarification. But we already uh we already pulled out the one line out of context and we're we're printing it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Daniel Jones, actually, because uh, he might actually be pretty good, but everybody's saying uh, he sucks right out of the bat, or right out of the gate. But, uh, man, I'll say this. Looking at pictures of him standing right next to Eli, I think the Manning family has a secret. <laughs> and I did see you post something like that. It made me laugh hard. They look exactly the same with helmets on. It's crazy. That's uh, There's something going on there, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> kept pretty close to the vest. <laughs> um, so you're watching basketball. You're you're like this upstart team right now. Yeah, this upstart Toronto Raptors team is in the NBA Finals and up one nothing. They're gonna win I don't it. Even man. know. I don't even know what's happening. I'll have to pay attention a little bit. But I, you, you told me a little bit before we started, and I'm like, oh, that's, I'm intrigued by this. I didn't even know this was going on. Yeah, I mean, I've only been a fan for like five, six years of the Raptors, so I'm not like an OG fan, but it feels really good to watch this team who was always like a Kawhi Leonard star player away from going deep in the playoffs and to the finals for like the last five years. They've been bubbling and building and building and it's so fun because the GM is so great. He's made such awesome moves, great trades that have all sort of panned out in unbelievable ways. And the team is just full of players that have been overlooked 
and underappreciated their whole career, like drafted in the second round or undrafted and traded two, three times. And now it's like these all these guys all came together and they're just kicking ass right now. And it's, I love it. And the city, the whole country of Canada is behind them so hardcore. It's so nice to watch. I was just going to ask you that. Has there has there ever been a NBA champion Canadian team? It's the first time an NBA Finals has been outside of the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm rooting for Canada. Then. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like this story. You have to. You can't root for the Warriors. We should have a Canadian NFL team, too. Come on, Bills. No one's Nobody cares. Just go to Toronto already. <laughs> You're not making any fans in <laughs> Buffalo, bro. Uh, that's not fair. To, but they, they have great fans. Of course they care. But uh, but I, I would love to see you know, some other team that has to move for some reason. I wish they would move there. But I don't think it'll happen because they they got to protect their own goofy, disappointing football up there. <laughs> 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 now I'm not making fans in Canada. Um, I'm sure the Alouettes are fun to follow. I'm just saying I w- <laughs> Are you sure? I wish there was, I wish there was a Montreal or Toronto team in the NFL. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right, I'm a Raptors fan. Then. All right. How long have the How long have the Raptors been a thing? Twenty uh, something years, like twenty four, twenty six years, something like that. And that's very new in the NBA universe, right? Yeah, yeah. They were an expansion team along with the Vancouver Grizzlies. Who now play in Memphis? Okay, Grizzlies travel is a, well. Is there a salary cap in the NBA? Yeah. Okay, so anybody could win eventually. Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty fair. I mean, over the last few years the dynamics have changed quite a bit, where the players are kind of deciding more and more what they do with their futures. So, right, players are are teaming up with other players that they want to play with and. You know, it's uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. The NBA's in a great place, man, and the Toronto Raptors are about to be champions. Oh, I'm rooting for that. The Warriors already had they they've had their run. That's what I'm saying. Right? They're good. Let's go. They're not going away, but let's have the other team win. The other country and the other the new guy. I like that. And the underappreciated and the cobbled together. This is all. This is the perfect pitch for me to give a shit about basketball. Good job. <laughs> I got you. Well, I I don't know if I'm going to watch the games, but I like the storyline. <laughs> Just promise me you'll watch one game. I'll watch a little. Or at I'll least part of one game. Okay. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, man. Are we rapping? We're rapping. You got you to gotta go do stuff, and I got to go do stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your vacation. Wish I was going yeah, to man. Greece. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to Kalamata, land of the perfect olives, the, the place where my dad was. My dad grew up. Oh, that's cool. That's his hometown. Yeah. Well, like I would say, Atlanta. Like he grew up in like a tiny village right near Kalamata. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go. I'm sure we're gonna see some family, and we're actually gonna do a baptism with Zoe as a as a nod to my. Uh, aunt and uncle who helped us to get zoe here uh they were really helpful during the fertility struggles we had so oh uh, okay we're gonna we're gonna honor them and they're gonna be their our godparents and 
and uh, we got lots of family it's going to be there my mom's friends and my brother and his kids and you know it's going to be good man the whole family's going yeah yeah we do this every two years we try to go to greece with the whole gang so this is the year we're excited very cool man i'll have fun yeah man we'll do and we'll uh we'll talk again maybe in a month or so and uh and i'm sure there'll be some nfl news between now and then that's what makes it fun to pay attention yes sir all right, Aaron. Uh, follow us online, guys. At Funny Kostaki, he's at Aaron Hodges on Twitter, and uh, I'm doing more and more stuff on Instagram now. I'm finally I'm late to that party, but I'm uh, picking it up. I'm enjoying it as a consumer too, with the stories and everything, the way that's changed. So uh, check us out. And Facebook, it might it might happen today or tomorrow. I had a goal with doing these uh, a meme for every team thing. I've been doing yes, online. Yes, that's over, huh? It's uh, it ends today, and then tomorrow I'm going to do a Patriots one because I said, you know, 31 days in May, 31 NFL teams, fuck the Patriots. So, uh, so June we'll do a Patriots one just to round it out, and then we'll be done. And my sort of quiet goal to myself was to get to 10,000 followers on the Facebook fan page. Did it work? And I'm like, I'm like nine people away. Oh, <laughs> come on, people, put them over the edge. Let's go. So I think we're going to get there, and it's pretty cool. And thanks to everybody for sharing and commenting and, you know, all the stuff you do. We appreciate it. 10K for May. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, good luck with all the moving stuff. I'll catch up with you on that. And uh, here's something I never thought I'd say at the end of a podcast. Go, Go Raptors. Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>